When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We would be honored if you would join us. Hey everyone, how are you doing today? So when George Lucas began making sequels to his original Star Wars films, one of the things that he always wanted to do was to ensure that each movie presented something new. New locations, new characters, new stories, and new powers. And by and large, each Star Wars film accomplishes that goal, from the original to The Rise of Skywalker. The sequel trilogy in particular has expanded upon the Force unlike any other. I mean, think about it. The last film was called The Force Awakens. It's introduced new powers like the Force projection thing with Luke, Force stasis, which Kylo does by freezing the blaster bolt and other people. It shows us the Force powers held by Force ghosts, floating meditation, Force healing, essence transfer, and Force storm. But possibly the biggest powers are those held between Rey and Kylo. And before I continue, there will be spoilers for episode 9 here, but by this point, you guys have all seen it, I'm pretty sure, so let's continue. Rey and Kylo held a bond unlike anything we've seen before in Star Wars. At first, I didn't really understand it, and I'm still trying to make sense of it, the whole teleportation of objects thing, but it's actually kind of explained. They could see each other's innermost thoughts, communicate and interact with each other over vast distances as if they were in the same room with each other, transfer objects from one another over the same distances as well, and even resurrect one another. And why have we never seen these force powers before? Some of these powers introduce big plot holes since some of them, like force object transfer and force resurrection, could have come in pretty handy at various other points of the Skywalker saga. The simple explanation is given in The Rise of Skywalker and is because Rey and Kylo formed what's known as a Diet in the Force. We've never heard this term until now, so allow me to explain what little we know about it. A Diet is a pairing in the Force between two individuals. In Episode 9, Kylo tells Rey, My mother was the daughter of Vader. Your father was the son of the Emperor. What Palpatine doesn't know is we are a diet in the Force, Rey, two that are one. So physically, they were two separate individuals, but in the Force, they were one. Why they specifically formed a dyad is never explained, and I hope it will be one day, because it doesn't really make any sense right now. Like, why did they form it when Luke and Leia didn't? Perhaps we'll never know. Palpatine later expands on the idea of the dyad when he discovers he can take their Force energy to revitalize himself. He says, The life force of your bond, a diet in the Force, a power like life itself unseen for generations, and now the power of two restores the one true emperor. The Diet was foretold in ancient Sith prophecy years before, much like the prophecy of the Chosen One of the Jedi. It linked Rey and Kylo through the Force, connecting them across space and time. Snoke discovers this in The Last Jedi and uses it to bridge their minds so that they can interact with each other across the galaxy, even to the point of having physical contact with one another. Whether or not Snoke realized this connection was due to Rey and Kylo being a dyad is a little vague, 
but the Star Wars Visual Dictionary suggests that he did know but never told the Emperor since he doesn't know until Rey and Kylo are actually in front of him. This dyad allowed Kylo and Rey to have a clear sense of what the other was thinking as well their hopes and fears. In combat, when the two formed together as one, their abilities mirrored and amplified each other, like in their throne room fight against the Praetorian Guards. And with each passing moment, their connection grew stronger. In Episode 7, their mental connection is established when Rey can push back against Ren's mind probes. Even Kylo says that he feels something when he tells her, don't be afraid, I feel it too. At this time, he never suspected their dyad connection. As a side effect of both their bond and probe, Rey assimilated some of Kylo's knowledge and Jedi training, which continues on through the next films and helps explain how Rey got so powerful so quickly, which, in my opinion, I'm not really a fan of that, but it is what it is. It's an interesting dyad connection. It's, it's a one in a million or billion Googleplex. This is also how Kylo discovered so much about Rey's past, like when her parents left her on Jakku. By episode 8, there were hints that they could do much more than see each other over great distances or read each other's minds. They could even physically interact to the point that Kylo's glove gets wet from Octu's rain light years away. By episode 9, this ability to interact turns to full-fledged physical touch and object transfer, thus showing that their connection grew with each passing moment. While Rey is at the festival on Pasana, Kylo steals the necklace from around her neck to discover where she was hiding. Rey's clearly surprised by this while Kylo isn't, since only he knew about the rain transfer thing to his glove in Episode 8, although the way he grabs it from her neck suggests that he wasn't sure if it was going to work. This object transfer gets crazier and crazier throughout the film and is usually unpredictable, like random things will transfer between them as they fight and they seemingly have no control over it. it makes me wonder if Vader's helmet is actually on Pasana and got destroyed, or maybe Kylo picked it up. Now especially since Rey would never have let Vader's mask transfer to Kylo when she's in his quarters to give up her position, it kind of alludes to the fact that they don't really have control over this. But as their connection grows, so does their control over their powers until they master them. By the time Kylo comes to help Rey on Exegol, she's able to consciously transfer Anakin's lightsaber to him in order to help him in his fight against the Knights of Ren. That was a pretty cool scene, but I mean, it's just, it's just so convenient. But it was definitely one of my more favorite scenes in the film. Like most things in the Star Wars universe, their dyad in the Force is a double-edged sword and can be used against them. When Palpatine discovers they're a dyad, he's able to use it to restore himself to 100% vitality. Now it's still unknown whether that was really full-fledged Palpatine from Revenge of the Sith, or it's just some sort of phantom Palpatine, like it said in the opening crawl. I'm more inclined to believe that that wasn't really full-power Palpatine, but it was just some sort of a variation. Why he couldn't use another Force-sensitive individual to do this is unclear, but it's probably because no one person held the Force energy that he needed. But because Rey and Kylo held the same energy between the two of them, it was enough to revitalize Sidious. That's why when he does it, he was so shocked. No pun intended. It's also possible that something about the Dyad helps the power of life, as Sidious alludes to. The climax of the Dyad, though, is when Ben is able to transfer all of his Force energy into Rey and bring her back to life. I like to think of it as a Force blood transfusion, sort of. Since they were a Dyad and one in the Force, his Force energy was interchangeable with hers, which allowed him to transfer his energy to her and bring her back from the dead. However, this was at the sacrifice of his own life since it required everything he had to bring her back. Now, if you're interested in why Ben could do this but Anakin couldn't do it with Padme, definitely check out my video that I'm about to make on this. 
It's probably one of my biggest questions since it affects the whole saga, and their Force Dyad is only part of the answer. Up to this point in canon, that's basically everything that we know about the Force Dyad, and honestly, I think it clears up a lot of things regarding the new trilogy. It helps explain how Rey became so powerful so quickly, how they can communicate visually over vast distances when before, Force users could only do it audibly. Even Palpatine only communicates to Kylo audibly in Episode 9. The Dyad is very unique to two individuals and it helps explain why they can transfer objects to one another when powerful Force pairs like Obi-Wan and Anakin couldn't do it. Which, it's, I don't know, it's interesting to me, but I'm just happy that it applies only to them and not, you know, as a Jedi that could learn this ability or something like that, because that would just kind of crap on all the prequels and originals. Because surely, Anakin and Obi-Wan were far more powerful than Rey and Kylo, in my opinion. At least, so we're told. And most importantly, what this does, it helps explain how Ben could bring Rey back to life when Anakin couldn't do the same with Padme. But I'm gonna cover that more in the video. So what do you think about the Force Dyad? Think it's cheap and lame, or do you think it explains properly how Rey and Ben shared this special connection? Either way, thanks for watching this video. Hope you have an awesome rest of your day, and I'll see you in the next one. Until then, remember, the Force will be with you, always.